Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. And when the power goes out now, we lose our minds on Friday, I think, or Thursday, maybe. Uh, I got home, and uh, my oldest son, of course, works from home, so he's down in the basement. He's working remotely. And his girlfriend, uh, she's a teacher, so there was a PA or PD day, or I don't know what the hell it was, but she, she was off dealing with that. So both of them were online with Zoom meetings and this, that, or the other thing. There was a little a blip, a, a, like a, a, a half a second, a quarter of a second, the power went down. The, you see the microwave stove flash. The internet, the, uh, the router, you know, shut down for that, and it had to reboot. You would have thought the roof had caved in on Panic. our house. Panic ensues uh, because we're, we're just so strapped to electricity, you know, especially with the internet and now, you know, people say, you know, how long could you last? We had all this power outages because of the storms over the weekend. And most people say they could probably hang in there one to five hours. Some say like six to ten. Very right. few, though, say anything more than a day. Then on the uh, flip side of that, some say they couldn't make an hour. Some say they couldn't go for any length of time. <laughs> well, we are spoiled by it. Oh, geez. Like, I remember as a kid, it would, I don't remember it ever going out for, like, days. But I remember going out, like, all the time, you know, for an hour, two hours, three hours. Good what chunk is it, of like, 20, 20 years since the big blackout? Was it four? four it was four, gone for... Oh, four? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, four, oh, five? I remember it only because we had been staging, the station I was working on was staging a big downtown concert. Right. And I had spent months booking talent to perform at this thing. I had people in hotels. I had people getting brought in. And then it went out at like, I remember because I was at my sister-in-law's. It was about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And it went first down. And then you're like, oh, please, I hope this comes back. We got yeah. this big show in the morning. It was August 2003. Okay, three. Right? And, it, and in some cases, two to four days people yeah. were, without, were without power. I think we were down for about a day. Um, and, 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 and yeah, in, in some cases, I mean, that's not the longest. The longest I was in the late 90s in Kingston mm. when they had the, uh, the ice storm. Mm-hmm. Was a, I think we were out for about three days. And it was, you know... Not panic, but, no. but I mean, we were university students living in a house together. We didn't have candles and <laughs> oh, no <laughs> blankets and, and lots of beer, though. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, we stayed warm, <laughs> well lit. Uh, but yeah, I remember going out to like buy candles, right? Uh, because you know, and at one point, a bunch of us like, kind of huddled into a room, drank and and had a couple of candles with blankets over the windows to try and keep thing the heat in a little bit more. Yeah, I remember and, stores draining of bottled water and uh, like charcoal barbecues. Yeah. People had to cook. Well, but in some senses, like. It, it it became a sense of community. It like did. we went and checked on people, and we yeah. had some elderly neighbors, and and helped them to scrape their cars out and 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 make sure that they were okay. And um, you know, it, it was it, the hip wrote that Phantom Power album about it. Oh, right? is that what yeah. that was about? Yeah, uh, and it was uh, it was it was kind of an it was an interesting looking back on it. I mean, it was an interesting experience. Now as you know, a parent and thinking, what the hell would I do with my kids for three days without power? 
would be a, a shocking turn of events, but we we made it by. Yeah, because it went right through to Montreal, right? It, right. It uh, wiped out. Yeah. yeah, we had a barbecue. I think we cooked on that. Oh, we, yeah. We, you know, got through. I remember, it, well, with the one in 03, yeah, same thing, going out and buying all sorts of supplies to last. But we, because it was a radio station that we had the backup generators, we were yeah. still able to be on the air. And it was the strangest feeling. So it went out, and this whole big event, of course, got canceled. Um, and I'm driving in and I'm just going across the gardener with the whole city black. It was, it was strange. And I remember we were working right around Young and Dundas and I, I pull up and I used to park my car and I'd walk across Dundas and come down, uh, Young. And isn't there a dude standing there? And he says, Craig, meanwhile, it's dark and, you know, and I'm like, yeah, what? He goes, you still doing the show this morning? Like, dude, hospitals have no power. <laughs> you think we're going to have the right to fire something up so Dan Aykroyd can perform? We, you know what was funny? I, I was working at uh, that little radio station at Pearson Airport. Oh, okay. You know when you're on your way in, it's yeah. got something like, for info, tune into this. Yeah. And you don't think, like, there's actually a station there? Well, you, it's you, a closet. And it was you. And it was me <laughs> And uh, at that point. And, you know, no one really paid attention right. to this thing outside of people who were actually working at the airport. Right. Didn't know. When that thing went out, I was on the air. The amount of calls and from all over the world, right? Because you got people with flights right. into Pearson who were wondering what was going on yeah. and what was happening to their flights. And it, like the phones went off the hook. I had no idea <laughs> what to do. You, for a brief moment in time, lucky. I was, was the only one. Number one number in Toronto. One. <laughs> I was mentioning to Acadia, I read this story, um, science and medicine always moving forward. Uh, there's some uh, scientists who believe they may have come up with a cure for type 1 diabetes. And they're uh, going through the process of uh, figuring that out. And then there was another story where these uh, scientists in Japan have come up with some sort of medicine that they're testing on mice, of course, that slows down the aging process by, at this point, 9%. Wow. I'm telling you, Lucky. By the time we're senior citizens, everything's eradicated. <laughs> we're we're gonna we're gonna be surfing in uh, Hawaii in our two uh, hundreds, right? Uh, and this is good for people who wear uh, glasses. Certainly, I am at the uh, cheater stage of my life, where I have not been to the eye doctor for a long time, and I don't know why I don't go. I just keep putting it off, or I just think these cheaters from, you know, dollar store or whatever are uh-huh. doing just fine. Uh, and many of us do just wear the cheaters to see things up close. And there are new eye drops that are officially hitting the market. They can replace eyeglasses for anyone with uh, trouble seeing close up. The medicine takes about 15 minutes to work. The effect of sharper vision can last up to 10 hours. Wow. Yeah. So instead of a contact, it's a drop. Yeah. Or instead of wearing glasses, just get up in the morning, put the drop in. And uh, you're good for 10 hours. Huh. Up to 10 hours, they say. I guess depending on how much work you're doing and how much reading and staring you are at a screen. But there's one more thing. See, it's all happening. What are the side effects? i got to question everything there. <laughs> well, Bill Gates. Yeah. <laughs> he can see the... You'll, you'll, you'll see how much debt you're in. That's the problem. <laughs> Everybody that puts in the drops, Bill Gates gets to use your eyes <laughs> to monitor the world. People were asked about their favorite part of the holidays coming up. And most say spending quality time with family. Okay, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I, well, I don't disagree. It's generally the case. Mm. You know, you'd like to see family, especially having, you know, if you haven't seen uh, extended family in quite some time, uh, the draw might be there. But obviously, things are, are, are still quite awkward mm-hmm. for so many when it comes to it. We have surveys, but 70% of people know someone who's unvaccinated, family or friends, and might be more hesitant to get together with them. Yeah, what what do we do over the holidays with that type of thing? I mean, I'm luckily uh, we're in a spot where everybody we know is uh, vaccinated, all family and friends. I don't think I think there's a couple of cousins of Maria's that we see very rarely and never over the holidays, so that's fine. A couple of them who uh, haven't got the jab, or maybe they have by now, and I just haven't heard. But uh, yeah, if you've got family uh, that aren't vaccinated, how are you handling the holidays? You can share with us if you want at 855-432-ROCK. Because uh, I know in Windsor, uh, we heard over the weekend that they've dropped the numbers down. Yeah, gathering limits are down to 10. Yeah. So, you know, Boxing Day, uh, my sister-in-law is uh, hosting and she's probably praying praying <laughs> we get shut back down to that they <laughs> can cut it all the kids yeah yeah because there's probably when we're all in somewhere between 20 and 30 of us yeah so. it's usually how it goes yeah. for, for most families if you have an extended family together it gets yeah. it, it may get awkward mm-hmm. right <laughs> if you have to cut some out you know keep the aunts and uncles and maybe say no to the cousins mm-hmm. just, it's, it's just weird yeah it just is what it is. And, of course, they're saying, if you can, keep some windows open. And with this mild weather, I think that'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you probably want the windows open because it'll get too damn hot in the house. It's crazy, this weather, right? We th- That rain and wind over the weekend was just nuts. Yeah, for mid-December. Yeah. And it's supposed to be, by Thursday, 13 degrees. Yeah. My, uh, my youngest, David, who's home, him and his girlfriend had plans to uh, go to Mexico on New Year's Day. Um, for a week, but he's got to get back up to none of it for I think January tenth, and of course with the new restrictions about uh, doing the uh, the test twenty four hours out, and right? Then gotcha. Quarantining till you get your results, that screwed that up. And then they decided to go up to Blue Mountain and do a little skiing. Of course, with this weather, <laughs> there'll be none of that either. Because you might be able to golf. Yeah, you probably could take a golf weekend. It certainly felt like it over this weekend. It was just the weather was on Saturday and uh, Sunday. Once the rain stopped, it was beautiful. So anyhow, yeah, how you handling the holidays? Are you going to... It looks like for for the most part, people are fully back into it. And I, and I think everybody will, will celebrate a um, relatively normal Christmas. But numbers are up again and other, uh, you know, variants are floating. So... It is what it is. Mm. What are you going to do? We'll see. We'll get through it, and uh, we'll figure it out in the new year. We'll keep moving forward. Obviously, we're in a much better spot now than we were a year ago with all the vaccinations. And, yes, numbers are up, but people in the hospital and ICUs are way down. And so that's that's the key to it all, right, is keeping those hospitals moving. Yeah, well, yeah, that was the whole point of trying to get everyone vaccinated, is trying to keep hospital numbers and, more importantly, ICU yeah. uh, down. But yeah, across the province, it's something like 10,000 active cases. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as it continues to spread, and it spreads among the vaccinated, too. It's yep. something we all know, knew would happen. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, right? It's not just unvaccinated people who get it. Nope. We, we know that. Um, but uh, the fact that they're keeping people out of the hospitals and ICUs is a good thing. No, for sure. I heard a doctor on Thursday or Friday say we've got to change our, our mindset about the uh, vaccine and 
when we say, oh, we've got our two shots, so we've, we're fully vaxxed. Of course, uh, people over 50 now can get the booster if you've got like the 160 days or whatever it is from your second shot. Um, he wants us to start getting into the mindset of you're not fully vaccinated until you've had your three. Right. You know, and, and, I, and I don't argue with any of it because I understand it's an evolving thing. You know, we know much more today than we did March of uh, 2020. Right. Uh, and we're going to know more a year from now. So um, I, I think that, you know, yeah, it, people are going to get sick. And with the vaccine, it keeps you out of the hospital. And I think we just have to come to the realization that probably, inevitably, we're all going to get it. Uh, but if you've got all your vaccinations, hopefully you stay home for a few days with kind of a crappy flu mm. and you bounce back. But it, it's here. It is what it is. It's yeah. not going anywhere, I don't I, think. I, I don't, well, I don't disagree. I, I, you know, personally, I'd like to avoid it. Right. But <laughs> you've, got a lot of, you've got a lot of living left there's to do. There's a so. lot. Yeah, there's a, there's, there's a lot going on with it. And, and I think, you know, what people are having an issue with now is, is, is the word vaccine, right? Mm. Because it's for many of the, the anti-vax, and I understand there's hesitance still and there's all this other, not everyone is anti-vax, but for many, they... They, they assume that any vaccine they take will prevent them mm. from getting whatever it is they've got. And, mm. you know, listen, it, it, all along with vaccines, it's been a case of the more people who have it, the, the lower the risk of, of it spreading mm-hmm. further. And, you know, that's where that herd immunity comes into with more people getting it. Yeah. And look, the vaccine is new, but the science has been in place for a long time. Yes. And does it does it uh, stop you from getting covid now? No, it does not. Does that not mean, though, that maybe two, three years down the road when they improve and they figure out maybe a vaccine will come that will stop you from getting it? We've just got to let that science unfold. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what what long-term care numbers uh, are at now with today being the deadline for long-term care workers to have to have at least two shots. Mm -hmm. They'd extended this deadline before, before, uh, for four weeks. But four weeks ago, I think 95% had it, Mm. right? But you would think, you know, in this setting... Uh, where your job is to care for others. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's you know kind of the point of having this, especially the senior population. The only thing I disagree with you on is saying that anybody who hasn't had it yet is uh, just may perhaps hesitant and not I'm anti-vax. Not no, no, no. I'm yeah. just, I'm just, I'm just saying. I think anybody who hasn't is full-on anti-vax at this stage. This thing's been out since middle of last year or whenever the hell it first arrived. I get it. You wanted to wait six weeks, see how things go. But it's now been like 12 months or whatever it's been that we've had this thing. If if at this stage you're still humming and hawing, you're fully in the anti-vax category. We're in the uh, the middle, of course, uh, the Christmas season. Uh But there's another season we're in the middle of. I don't think I even knew this. We're in the middle of engagement season. Oh. Runs from Thanksgiving to Valentine's, basically. All right. Now, we're also in the middle of NHL, NBA, and NFL seasons. Yes. And I want to tell you something, fellas. If you got a girlfriend and you're thinking about proposing, the last thing she wants is to be asked on a jumbotron at a right. basketball game. Yes, yes. And women have been asked. They, they don't want it. They, want, they would much prefer, almost all of them say, a private setting as to opposed to some elaborate public display. I don't know how dudes do it or, or why. You know, the, the, uh, the amount of planning, like, the, there's obviously planning involved in any proposal yeah, sure. uh, when you're doing this. Uh, you know, but the amount of planning and going behind the scenes and all of this and, and 
And, uh, I mean, you got to be really confident in yeah. that response. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and much like um, the gender reveals and all that, it's all based on likes online. Right. You know, you, you want to show on your uh, Instagram how you asked her to marry you in front of the Toronto Maple Police, and you want lots of likes. Well, mind you, and this goes for any engagement, you have to obviously know the person that you're asking, yeah. right? And what they would like yeah. and, and and you know if you know that that's what they want yeah. uh then i i guess that's the type of person who goes for it right if you know you've got someone who's just you know out there for the, the full-on social media celebrity mm. of it and that they will want this and that you know they've probably mentioned it over and over that that's, that's right. what they want <laughs> if they haven't mentioned that then they likely don't want that that is exactly it um now, as much as women will say they want a private setting, they still want you to do something. Right. You know, p- plan something. Take, <laughs> take her away. Rolling over and say, so you want to get hitched? <laughs> a ring in a Dutch oven all uh, yeah. at the same time. <laughs> Here, find it. <laughs> and Might want to hold your breath. Yep. And most women say that there's much more pressure on their partners to plan a unique proposal than in their parents' generation. And, of course, that goes back to I get social media. Uh, this, this drives me crazy, though. Many women say they think the exchange of rings has more meaning and significance today than ever before. I know why. Because it's all about you. Oh, so are you saying that when your great-grandparents got married, after your great-grandfather just came back from war right. and survived it, their engagement and marriage meant nothing? <laughs> well... It's all about you, Brandy. Well, it's about the... the, the share, what do they say? The sharing of the rings? The sharing, exchanging of rings. So you would think the, the marriage day, unless right. women are getting men engagement rings as well now. Right. Well, usually sometimes there's an engagement gift, like a watch or something like that. Like that goes along is. with it uh, sometimes now. Uh, and, but it's funny because I you would think that that would be less important now in in a survey mm. because of, you know, the idea that the ring means some sort of possession mm. uh, and, uh, and and the showing of right. it or wearing of it means, that, you know, like uh, like someone owns you or you're, you're someone's property. Yeah. Nearly all women expect to have some involvement in the selection of their engagement ring, and most prioritize. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, yeah, Maria showed me the type she wanted. Oh, yeah, I wasn't going to buy anything unless I got her approval kind of you beforehand. Want, it, it, yeah, but, like, involvement in the selection, how, how, other than, hey, I want rose gold, white gold, or yellow gold. They, well, they say they, they prioritize something personalized and unique over, say, the size of the diamond. Okay. And yes, women still do want a diamond. But I remember, Maria, like we were walking by a jewelry store, and I'm sure the discussion had come up at about some point, And it was more or less we were looking, and she said, I really like that band if we ever happen to. Right, you know, yeah. Kind yeah. of that thing. Yeah. Yeah, you got you to gotta do a little homework mm-hmm. uh, on that one. You know, and you start asking a couple of leading questions. Right. Right. And and one of the good ways to do it, I think, uh, at that point, is, like, go by, like, the bachelor or bachelorette. Right. Right. Yeah. See what rings are popular there. 
and think uh, and then ask, boy, that one looks a little gaudy, don't you think? And if she says, no, I love it, then you know, you know what she's going for. I remember doing some research into the three C's, the cut, the clarity, the carrots. Right, yes. And then I realized the more clear, the bigger carrots, the more money. <laughs> so we went with a champagne diamond, a little, little brown inside. As I say to Adrian all the time, they're doing great things with Kubrick Zirconia these <laughs> they days. They certainly are. So, you know, sometimes, well, not sometimes, I'm sure all the time, or whenever it gets thrown right in our face, we, we look at the wealthy, the extremely rich, and we say, oh, damn it, why can't I? Uh-huh. I want some of that. But I thought this was kind of interesting. Somebody decided to come up with everyday pleasures in life that super rich people don't get to experience. Okay. Some of the better answers. The excitement that comes with finding 10 or 20 bucks in an old coat. <laughs> Especially now when you're digging yeah. out all sorts of different jackets, going from fall to winter ones, whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've done it a couple of times, and it is a lovely feeling. And you hoard it right away, too. Right. Stick that in my pocket, don't let Maria find it. What do rich people find? Like 20 grand? Yeah. Yeah. Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, not having to worry about someone dating you just for your money. Okay, yeah, that, that's never happened. Be, it would be very concerning. This this was a, a story uh, I read years ago about the downside of winning a lottery. Basically, this woman uh, had gotten engaged and, like, literally, like, two months later, uh, won the Powerball. Oh. And she was so happy yeah. that, that the engagement had happened prior because, you know, you date for, like, say, six or seven years, you win the Powerball, all of a sudden he's all over you. <laughs> right. She liked me when I had nothing. Yeah, that's right. The, th- uh, the thrill of finding a favorite product on sale. Oh, well, you know me. Yeah. I love a sale. These are uh, simple pleasures rich people don't get to experience. Yeah, I, I, I guess. And I guess it depends on what level mm. of, of wealth you have where you don't care if it's on sale or not. Hey, look at this yacht. It's down to $4.2 million. Yeah, but I have a feeling, you know, even it doesn't matter, you know, what level, uh, you know, until you get into Amazon Tesla money, right. you know, you're still not willing to pay full price for things. They just get different kinds of deals. What what amount of money? I, I ask you this question because uh, yesterday uh, I went to the ATM to take out the money to pay for the Christmas tree. Right. And so somebody else had forgotten their receipt. They didn't take it when they had done a withdrawal. And I always love to look at people's balances. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, before I hit print my receipt, I snagged theirs uh, out of it. And they had a balance of 47 grand sitting in wow. their bank account. And it took out 100 bucks. Yeah. But I... 47 I think that, grand? And I think to myself, okay, like, we all try to have a rainy day account. Yes. But it's usually, you know, if you're lucky, it's maybe like three or four grand. You try to have something set aside. They say, you know, you should have six months set yeah. aside in case the whole world goes up. See, I mean, that, that seems kind of stupid. Like, why mm. would you have that much money sitting in, like, a checking account with no right. interest? Well, exactly. Why wouldn't you put in a, t- uh, a tax-free savings account? Unless they're in the middle of, like, buying a home or something right. and the, the money's moving around. Uh-huh. I just thought, forty-seven grand just sitting. So that's why I ask you, like, what, what kind of money... Would you need in your account to to not to just not worry about money anymore? Hmm. Like is a oh. million dollars enough? Uh. Well, I well no. I think you still have to. You know, if you it, that's the thing. If you want a million dollars, you know, it used to be. Well, I'm quitting working and I'm done. Mm. No, no, that would take care of all your bills and everything. But you still have to worry 
about an income mm. coming in at that point, I think, or you still have to con- like keep working, depending I guess, on your age. And yeah, and what you're, what you're, where you're at with kids and expenses. I mean, and all I that. feel a heck of a lot better. Sure, <laughs> about my financial situation. Yeah. Should a million dollars drop on me? I know, I know that a million dollars in the grand scheme of things is not that much money. But I just think, it, yeah, and it's all your lifestyle too. Like if you're, I've often thought if I won whatever that at this point in my life I, I probably wouldn't go out and buy a big McMansion and, and do, like what's the point now there's right. not enough bodies to fill it and and why I would rather Maria and I got to I'd stay in the house the poo hut we're in <laughs> I, I'd fix it up nicely but then I would go see the world travel right. yes you know I don't I don't need all of that um so I guess if you have a million in your account and, you, you know, tax-free savings and you're earning interest every month, I mean, maybe you can live quite comfortably even just on the return of interest. Well, yes, of course you can live comfortably, but whether or not, you know, that, that's, you never have to worry about money yeah. again. That's a, a different scenario. No, that's true. Um, this is a stretch. The good aspect of public transportation. There's no good aspect of public <laughs> what, transportation. What, sorry, what do they say is the good aspect? Like being able to read or relax on the subway. I'm never relaxing on a subway. No, not at all. I'm getting jumped. Or having a weird but interesting conversation on the bus. No, I'm not talking with people on a bus. Are you kidding me? Remember what happened to the guy on the bus when he had the conversation with the guy? yeah. The Greyhound? Uh, That didn't work out very well. No. Um, On my way in this morning, I I passed a, a, a bus stop, and there was a guy waiting. You know, like like four thirty in the morning. Oh, that's brutal. Waiting for the bus. I don't even know the buses run at yeah. that time of day. Well, I guess in some parts they run, you know, all night. I guess, right? Oh, that's the one by the church there. Uh no, I don't know where that one was. Uh, on on, uh, on uh, Taunton. Oh and no, Simcoe? it was it was, uh, it was somewhere on Taunton. Yeah, but but I thought well, like my, that's the downside. Mm. If there's an upside to riding a bus, the mm. downside has to be waiting for it. <laughs> yeah, I know for sure. In the freezing cold and dark. Always like to see some guy waiting for a bus in a Canada Goose coat. Yeah. Oh, you spent fifteen hundred bucks on a coat. You can't buy a car. <laughs> that's that's Goose with one O though. That's right. Jack. That's right. Canada with a K. <laughs> and I saw the other day too. By the way, I was, I was uh, there was somewhere like a bus route that goes from like Ajax to Port Perry. And I thought, holy crap! Like, how many people mm. are on that bus needing that route? That it's going to go that distance. But I guess, you know, in Durham, they have buses literally that go across the whole thing. Markham has their Vivo or whatever that does yeah. the, the same kind of thing. You, you have some very long bus routes. You're riding a bus from Ajax to Port Perry on a regular basis. Somewhere you gave up. That's what I think. <laughs> it's like, you know, that's a long time to contemplate yeah. life's mistakes. I mean, I understand if you're 15 and you've fallen in love and you want to go see your boyfriend or girlfriend, and she or he lives in Port Perry. And you're, I get that. But if you're 32, <laughs> like Dennis Miller used to have a great line. If, if you've reached middle age and your job still involves a name tag... Somewhere you made a small vocational error. <laughs> uh, the great feeling when you fill up your gas tank and don't have to think about it for a while. Right. That's nice. I was proud yesterday. It was like a buck 32, and this morning I filled up, and then this morning driving in back up to a buck 39. That's crazy. Uh, the pride that comes with making a big purchase. Okay. Uh, like when you finally save up for a car or oh, a Canada Goose Rich coat. people don't have to worry about that. Well, maybe the yacht. Yeah, yeah. And I like this, having to get creative in the kitchen and use what you've got. Then you're oddly proud when it actually tastes good. Mm, right. You know, I got oatmeal, I got garlic powder. 
<laughs> Let's go. Rock mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.